0: It's second to none, like you will learn so much stuff, you know, like really I'd never learned how to put diesel in a generator till I went to work (laughs) work in a single nurse post out west, but now they've got electric generators that are checked remotely, which is great, but there's always, you know, stuff to learn um, as well.
1: Hello and welcome to a Nurse Out Where podcast. My name is Danielle Causa and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their stories about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from A Nurse Out Where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Where. I've got a really special nurse with me today. She's been a nurse for over 30 years. She started as an enrolled nurse in rural areas and then went on to study her Bachelor of Nursing. She was currently working as a nurse educator with the Rural and Remote Education Support Team at Retrieval Services Queensland, and who, where she provides statewide education via video conference and does workshops in rural and remote areas. And she tells me this combines her three passions rural and remote, emergency, and aeromedical. So, welcome, Sue Wilkes. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honour to have you. I'm so pleased that you've, you've come on today. So, as you know, this, this podcast is called A Nurse Out where. So, from your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where?
0: Um, I'm a nurse out ever I lay my hat, and that's very much how my career has been. Mm-hmm. Um, nursing has allowed me to travel all around Australia. Um, as they say, have nursing good degree, can travel. Um, And I think that's um, very much something that a lot of nurses, um, you know, experience and do in their life. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people and I absolutely love the autonomy of rural and remote um, nursing. It's very fulfilling.
1: Yeah, I guess, um, you know, that's, as I say, that's that's the beauty of nursing absolutely is that you can take it anywhere with you and it can grow and change as you grow and change, you know, as things happen in your life, you know, you can Uh, your nursing you can still continue to nurse in various different different options yeah yeah absolutely so why why did you want to go rural and remote nursing what sparked your interest
0: I think I've always been a country kid at heart. I grew up on a dairy farm between Brisbane and Toowoomba, so not too far out of the big smoke. But I've always enjoyed the rural lifestyle and living in smaller communities. I began my nursing career as an enrolled nurse, working in a rural hospital about four hours from Brisbane. And it was here that I really realised that so many, there were so many skills I could develop. So I not only you know worked on the ward, but I worked in emergency and aged care and theatre. And I knew way back then that I wanted to stay working in the bush and I also wanted to further my career, um, I think predominantly because I used to get annoyed with asking, can someone please give the patient in bed force some Panadol? Um, so <laughs> I thought I can go on and become an RN and do that myself. Do it yourself. So I went on, on to study my, study my Bachelor of Nursing while I work full-time and then uh, heading off to placements on my holidays. So it was pretty full-on a few years, but... Um, you know, when you've got that drive, it doesn't really take, you know, um, too long to achieve what you want to achieve. So when I finished my RNs, um, I really wanted to develop my skills. So I had it in my head that I had to go to the big smoke to do that. So I packed up my car and headed to Melbourne. I was very fortunate enough to um, get a grad placement in a tertiary hospital in Melbourne. And there was a couple of mates that I'd gone through uni Um, With that lived in Melbourne, so it wasn't so scary to, you know, head off down there. Um, I learned so much in that year because I worked in such, you know, different areas of surgical, um, medical, and I even had the opportunity to do five months in intensive care in my grad year, which is not very common these days. No. Um, But I always had that desire to head back to the bush. So, you know, I packed up the car again and um, headed off doing nursing agency work around Australia which took me all through western New South Wales and WA I've worked in WA and the territory and um, and of course then eventually um, I went and uh, did my midwifery training I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship with the flying doctors Um, so they put me through my mid and then of course I went and worked from there for them yeah Uh, so I went and headed to the skies, flying out of Charleville, Mount Isa and Bundy, which is pretty exciting um, as well said. And then I wanted to, you know, I decided I'd ground myself again and head back to Western Queensland, where I went back working in single nurse posts out in the central west, which was, um, I love the autonomy of that um, as well. So it's, um, it's been a really um, interesting path for me, but it's been um, so, you know, diverse and I've learnt so much along the way. Always yeah. comes back to the bush. Yeah.
1: So you said you did your midwifery with RFDS. Is that something that you have to have to work with RFDS?
0: Well, not so much now, but I think back when the day when I did it, we were all very much dual degree, um, or emergency ICU or, and midwifery. Um, so there are some nurses that don't have that now that fly with them, but, you know, I'll be honest, I was working when I thought I really needed my mid was working in a single nurse post out in Western Queensland. And this woman come up the pathway with two little ones in tow and she was 40 weeks pregnant, but she hadn't left town. And as we know, they often, you know, they will leave at around 37 weeks um, because we don't have capacity in a small primary healthcare centre to birth babies. Yep. Um and I thought oh, I really need to go and do some midwifery because I'm going to get caught one day. <laughs> um and then I thought that's that's when I looked into scholarships and um, was fortunate enough to get one with the flying doctors.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah. So did you
0: did you have to deliver the woman with the kids in tow? No. Is that what she oh I know no. we got her we got her uh, there in time, so that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow But you know what I know now it's different once you learn it. And you know it. You know it wouldn't wouldn't bother me because now I have those skills. But yeah, um, as we know, we have amazing support out there now though, um, as well, where they can video conference in and yeah. Well, that's more,
1: that's kind of the role through. you're doing now, isn't it? That you're you're the lifeline on the end of the video conference to
0: help. Um, yeah, I do a lot of the education in the rural and remote education support team, but most definitely Retrieval Services Queensland offers that support to rural and remote facilities. And that's where I initially, when I came back um, down you know, towards the coast and was working there, we do video conferencing and support rural facilities um, with emergencies, which is a great lifeline, um, you know. Um, as a nurse out west to know that you've got these experienced clinicians and nurses and doctors at the other end of that phone and camera if you need them
1: yeah yeah absolutely and even um i because i know they're connected with um temsu with the tele-emergency medical support unit so even if it's just a, a curly question that you need to phone a friend um it's such yeah. a great support for rural and remotes to be able to like you say not only just have someone on the phone but You can now get the video conference and they can assess the patient with you. So, yeah, it's really reduced
0: that isolation, isolated practice, yeah? Absolutely. And I think that's a really huge thing. And, of course, we've leveraged the teaching off of that with the great, you know, video conferencing systems that we have. We can now, you know, um, we offer education, just short, sharp, 30-minute sessions where nurses can dial in, you know, change of shift or, you know, morning tea. And attend education, and it also helps link them up um, as well. You know when they see the other sites on, that's great.
1: And you do the education on the weekend as well, so it's it's
0: an option. You know it's not just a Monday to Friday service. No, seven days a week. So we're in the moment at the moment. Um, we're recruiting to those positions, so um, that's very exciting. Um, and we also have um, a team of midwives that offer the midwifery education as well. So, yep, seven days a week for the rural and remote education, um, twice a day, 10.30 and 2.30. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's a great opportunity for people to dial in. And, you know, it might be just that they're learning something new, but it's um, also they might be validating, you know, their current practice, you know, so it's a good refresher as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. What sort of, what sort of topics would you cut? We're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here. But what sort of topics we know, you cover?
0: Well, in the, you know, as we know, in our rural and remote areas, we use the primary clinical care manual, you know, the Bible of the bush, we call it. Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of our topics come from out of there. So they'll range from um, paediatric assessment, you know, to bronchiolitis, croup, to electric shock, you know, um, drowning and submersion. So there's just a huge, wide range of topics that we offer, rapid sequence induction. So we work a lot with um, uh, clinical excellence division. So when they're bringing out the new pathways, so um, we you know the cardiac pathways, we talk to them. Um, the improved ED, which is do some amazing work around developing new projects across um, Queensland. So the new standardized safe intubation packages that come out um, with their rapid sequence induction. Um, Mats and checklists and stuff so we're able to put all of that into our education so people are aware that they're there um, as well and where to find them Um, and of course we then incorporate that all into our workshops, so when we go out to um, rural and remote areas. um, You know, we do, um, I think our most attended workshop or you know wanted workshop is care of the critical patient in rural facilities because we don't always get that critically unwell person, but when we do get them, you know, it might be 12 months between having to intubate and ventilate someone, um, you know, again, it's, you know, we're looking, we've got those skills, but we've just got to bring them to the forefront in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, having all of those checklists and, you know, workshops where you can do simulation helps, helps you do that, um, you know, as well. So... It's great fun. It's great to go back out and uh, do that teaching. I love it.
1: Yeah, great. So, well, as you know, um, we're bound by the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Board of Australia's policy and uh, including confidentiality. So, keeping that in mind, have you got a tale to tell or a fond memory of your time working in rural and
0: remote? Yeah, you know, I had to. I had to think about this. I've got lots of tales of working in rural and remote. <laughs> But I think that the fondest memory that's really always stuck in my mind um, was why we become nurses in rural and remote and how it impacts us. And what happened for me was I was working in a rural um, area and um, I'd been working there for a number of years and we used to do a lot of road transports. It was two and a half hours plus by road to bring patients into a bigger facility and I had um, left that area to been gone for a couple of years and I um, was traveling back through there and um, in the town and a woman um, came up to me in the street and said "Sue, I just wanted to say thank you for helping my baby Um, you know I never got the chance to do it Um, and you transferred him by ambulance and he was really sick at the time and I never got to say thank you. And I had no idea who this woman was. <laughs> and I had, I, and I don't really remember at all ever doing, you know, the transfer. But obviously it was such a huge impact on her, um, of course. And she said, he's now eight and he's doing really, really well. Yeah, you know, nice. and I thought that was, that was really nice. A, that she remembered me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, B, that, you know, we do have these you know, profound impacts on people, but we don't realise it probably every day as a nurse. um, We do touch people's lives. um, But for us, it's often just, you know, it's our job, you know. Um, Yeah. But I've always remembered this woman who remembered me, um, you know, it's I guess when we talk about, um, you know, nursing and working in rural areas, you know, working in the bush is very unique, Um, you know, whether it's, For me, I think one of the highlights for me in my nursing career was to be able to work for the flying doctors. We all see that show on telly. It's nothing like that. And um, whether it's (laughs) landing on a highway, you know, in Western Queensland, and it's true, they do light up the toilet rolls with diesel and land, you know, and the strip at night. Like, that really does happen, and it's pretty amazing to be, you know, a nurse in an aircraft, you know, to, you know, looking after someone at so many thousand feet to get them to, to medical care, yeah. you know, to definitive care. Um, I think, you know, as a nurse working in the bush, you always have so many memories and they mould us as a clinician and, and as a person. But, you know, the autonomy of working um, in rural areas and in a tight-knit team to provide care to people is pretty amazing and the skills you develop as a clinician, you know, you're never going to get that working on one ward in, yeah. you know, in a tertiary facility, um, yeah. you're, you know, the master of many skills.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Of, of so many skills. And um, I don't think, well, that was kind of the point of even starting this podcast was just to celebrate that, that I think um, as a rural nurse, we, rural and remote and even isolated nurse, it becomes your everyday. And I don't, it's not until you share those stories with someone who's not living that experience that the that you realize actually, my everyday is pretty extraordinary. So that's the whole point of this of this podcast is to share those beautiful stories. And I'm 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 so pleased that you, you know, could bring that story of coming back eight years later and she recognized you and (laughs) and I think it's true you know we get to we we do have a a moment in people's lives and I think we forget that that's a moment in their life like it's our day and it's our job and we go to work and we do whatever but for them that interaction
0: is is a moment and you can really make a difference in people's lives in that moment yeah absolutely and and it's you know and it's their health I too I think too you know it's um And, you know, whether it's them or their family member, you know, if we can support them in that small way, they're forever grateful. Um, as well and you notice it in the in the community as well because the community usually know exactly what's going on in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> <I'll try.
1: laughs> oh yeah she's turned the lights on we know where she's up <laughs> yeah that's
0: right Get called in last night did you three yeah. times that's what
1: I, yes i did thanks yeah. for noticing but anyway didn't bring me breakfast but thanks anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs> yeah I could do with some bacon and egg burger about now thanks yeah. for that no, I've been, you know yeah. anyway that's okay good coffee is the key
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well that leads me on to the next one so what what are some of the things that you miss the most when you go and work remotely is it is it your good
0: coffee it is the good coffee it's quite funny and it's the topic of many discussions I think there was once one of the hangers they had don't speak to Sue until she's had two cups of coffee it was the standing (laughs) joke um, with the pilots but I think that most nurses you know they end up buying coffee machines I'm sure I mean I'm certainly one of those that um had to buy my own coffee machine um and I know when I left um the RFDS um they bought me a carrot case for my coffee machine that's how (laughs) much I spoke about coffee um I also you also miss family and friends like You know, um, when you're working, you know, depending on where you are, um, you know, if you're working long days and you're on call, sometimes, you know, you might miss the, you know, family and friends catch ups, but it's really important to schedule that time, you know, to head home. Um, you know to catch up with family and friends do that retail therapy you know there's only so much you can buy on the my catalog online Um, so sometimes you have to come down and actually you know come back in and do that Um, and I always did that or I always made sure there was times to come and you know do the family and friends and do the retail therapy I think too when I was you know a much younger nurse working in the bush We planned our entire social life around all the events that were happening in the area, so the races and the rodeo and the local show. And, of course, back in my day, (laughs) in the old days, um, there was um, Bachelor and Spinster Balls, you know, and we would plan every, you know, social event within a 1,000-kilometre radius, and we had a lot of fun. It was great, it was social, and, you know, it it made it all that more worthwhile, you know, um, as well. Yeah. living in the bush it's yeah, right.
1: yeah and I, yeah and I think too you know talking about you know planning your time off and getting days away and you know um, going and visiting family all those kinds of things we I guess um, it's something that when you're living and working in rural and remote you get it so mm. if you plan ahead with your line manager for your days off like they're they're quite you know accepting of of you needing to take that time
0: Yeah, I can remember being up in the northwest and I would fly home to get my hair done. Oh, really? My hairdresser in Toowoomba. (laughs) And my family thought I was nuts, but I was like, you've got, you don't understand a good haircut and a good colour is everything. Um, So, you know, if it means I have to drive, you know, 15 hours to come and get get my hair done, then that's what I'll do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And why not? Exactly. So, so you know other than driving 15 hours to get your hair cut what else <laughs> might you do on your downtime or on your days off
0: um oh look I've studied a lot you know like um I, I've just recently finished my master of emergency which took up a lot of my spare time um I love to garden like so wherever I've you know been out working and stuff I always you know have the garden, whether it's the veggies and herbs, whatever you can grow, it's a lot easier to grow things in Toowoomba where I am now than it ever was in some (laughs) of the Western towns I've lived in. Um, You know, um, and I think too, going to social events, you know, as well, you know, if there's, you know, the small towns have different events on becoming involved in that um, as well, you know, whether it's the, 5k you know bike ride or you know uh, you know the walk you know to raise money for whatever you get involved in all of those community and you know um activities which i think is really important um as well
1: yeah yeah and i think you know you already said that you know the community sort of they're keeping an eye on you as well but it's it's certainly that community spirit that um that really looks after you as a nurse in a rural and remote area yeah
0: Oh, absolutely. I remember being on call Christmas Day and I'm the only nurse in the clinic and and it was busy. I got called in. I was slammed that day. You wouldn't think <laughs> it, but people were sick and they generally needed help. But the neighbour of the clinic obviously knew that there was cars coming and going and they turned up with Christmas lunch and dessert, oh. you know, and I thought how many, where would you get that? Like in a, you yeah. know. The Brisbane hospital like you wouldn't yeah you know but um you know and then one one young chap come in and he needed to you know assistance because he injured himself he brought me rumbles it was <laughs> Christmas day like you know I thought you know just people are beautiful um yeah. and that's why you, you you enjoy the job that you do because you're giving back as well yeah yeah
1: so what are your top three tips for someone who thinks that you know, they might be interested in coming and joining the rural and
0: remote workforce. Prepare for an adventure. I always remember the young fellow that came out west as a grad who got, went off, followed the nav that took him off the highway, but he came with his surfboard, which (laughs) I found hilariously funny. Um, But, you know, uh, when you come out, explore the area that you go to, like just don't come and work at the facility, take the time to go and you know, go on a hike. The locals always know where the best fishing is and the camping is, yeah. and they usually don't tell people that are just travelling around that. But they'll tell you if you, you know, you're a local, yeah. um, that it's in their area. Embrace the opportunity to learn because there's so many skills that you um, will develop as a nurse in a rural and remote area. Like it's it's second to none. Like you will learn so much stuff you know like really I'd never learned how to put diesel in a generator till I went to work <laughs> in a single nurse post out west but now they've got electric generators that are checked remotely which is great but there's always you know stuff to learn um, yep. as well I wouldn't which coach... might
1: necessarily be a clinical skill and might... no, that <laughs> just exactly might be right. putting diesel in the generator you all
0: learn skills you know like Make sure you have a manual licence. It's handy when you've got to drive an ambulance, you know, Mm -hmm. a four-wheel drive ambulance. Um, I would encourage any nurse that's looking for a change just to get a swag, pack up your car and head off for the adventure of a lifetime because, you know, I did that in my old Holden Ute when I first started and I took it across the Nullarbor, right, the best time. So, And you meet so many amazing people that will, you know, um, those people, you'll stay with friends forever. We always say people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. A lot of those people will come into your life for a lifetime and become lifelong friends that you meet when you work rurally. Yeah,
1: lovely. Very nice. Well, they're they're great tips, Sue. So thank you for your time. Um, Thank you. It's been great. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to have a chat again
0: soon. Yeah, you never know. (laughs)
1: If this has sparked your interest and you would like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwhere.com.au or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching at a anurseoutwhere. Remember to like, subscribe and share them with your friends.